Hey, Jack, thanks for being here. My pleasure. We are live here from the 19th annual Oscar qualifying, Oscar qualifying, mm -hmm, said that, Holly Shorts Film Festival, uh, sitting with Ramon Menon. How you doing, Haley? The Thank director, you. sorry, you go ahead. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice to see you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Haley. Thank you to the great team for having us. We're having, our whole team is having a good time at Holly Shorts. Uh, I'm surprised I made it on time, so. <laughs> you did make it. Yeah. You made I, it right on time. I thought I was going to be late. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You are the director of a film called My Scary Indian Wedding. Yes. Which sounds like a lot of fun. Well, it is scary, it is Indian, and it does have a wedding <laughs> in it, so I think uh, it's one of those movies where the title is the logline and the tagline all at the same time. However, I did read the logline earlier, and it sounds amazing. Will you give it to us? I want to hear it from the mouth of the director. Sure. Okay. It's a, the movie's about a cursed bridesmaid who has to track down and marry her soulmate uh -huh. in order to escape the wrath of a, a vengeful demon called the Manglik. And all this takes place during her best friend's wedding. So the Manglik puts a curse on her. Yes. So okay. so what happens is her fr her friend the bride her best friend the bride and her on the night before the wedding they're they they've had a, little, a couple of drinks. It's after like a one of the, you know Indian weddings have like <laughs> 10 parties. Right. So um, after one of the parties the, the the bride tells her best friend the bridesmaid there is an app called Matchmaker and it tells you if you are if you have a monglik, if you're a cursed woman, like basically saying oh. that if you have a monglik, you're going to bring bad luck to your future husband and his family. And since our main character, Asha, feels that she's kind of jilted in life, she has like, she's unlucky in love. She thinks, okay, I'm pro I probably have a monglik. And they think it's like a fun thing to right. mess with. And, you know, once you start messing with uh, Ouija boards and uh, mm -hmm. the ring videotape, I feel like uh, you're going to start unleashing some stuff. So this is in that vein of movie. It's one of those cursed demon mm -hmm. films that, uh, you know, once the curse is out, the ghost comes after her. It's very much in the vein of the ring and it follows. Got it. Is a monglik a... Is this a monster you created, or is this a phrase that people use to say, I have a monglik? Yeah, well, it is. Well, in India, there's this thing where if a woman, and a man, but basically more, more women have this problem where if they're born at, in a particular day, under a particular like, star sign, astrologically, mm -hmm. they're considered a monglik, which is unlucky for their first marriage from their first husband the first husband's family okay so and there's like a social stigma to this it's a marital social stigma that exists in india so that is something that i thought that would be a fascinating horror movie yeah to do that but then i was like i, I but i wanted to scare the shit out of people as well mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of yeah. movies like insidious and the conjuring and you know all that uh, like the night house so i thought we have to personify this social stigma with a demon so i was like okay i'm gonna create a goddamn demon Get right yeah cool. and in the vein of scaring people you had a lot of vfx involved in creating this demon didn't you uh we not so much vfx actually we i'm a big 
believer and fan of like practical effects. Same. Okay. So it was we had our, our actress Anna Chavez. She's fantastic. She's worked with us before. She played the Monglik, which is we just put her in like the most basic. Uh, the, the, the creepiest nightmare that I could come, come up with, I was like, oh, I'm going to take that and personify it. Mm-hmm. I think we did a little bit of work on her eyes mm-hmm. with the VFX just to kind of make it a little bit creepier, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah, but it's that's her on set being creepy as hell. How did you, what kind of conversations did you have with her to make sure she was making that monster the scariest monster she could make? I said, uh, have you seen The Shining? And have you seen 2001? I said, just look at the camera, tilt your head down, and kind of give the Jack Nicholson look. (laughs) And I think that's creepy enough. If it's good enough for Kubrick, I'm sure it's good enough for us. So you gave her some touch points of... You know, films, popular films she may have seen. Oh yeah, and then of of course, I just said just be as creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she kind of she's worked with me before, so she knows how to kind of build it up. And she brings her own talent. She's like mm. a contortionist as well. Mm-hmm. So Very cool. you mentioned uh, your costume designers had a task. Oh yes. She, what was the task? So well. None of them. Our costume designer is a wonderful designer named Tia Liu. Okay. And her assistant, Chanel, uh, both of them, they read the script and Tia was like, okay, this is a challenge. I'm not Indian. Tying these things are going to be tough. But it sounds colorful because that's the look that we were going for, like a very colorful but a contrasty movie. Mm -hmm. So we decided to, like, I said, okay, Tia was, you know, her work stands up really well but she'd never done an Indian thing before so she took a lot of time and a lot of pain figuring out how to tie the saris how to like source them how to like color coordinate the Monglik outfit was tough because that was a different type of sari because there's the whole wedding sari mm-hmm. thing and then there's the alenga which is a different thing that the bridesmaids would wear mm-hmm. and then there's the Monglik stuff which is like this very rural kind of like almost like our um, throwback to like the old Japanese uh, and a- Asian horror like Onibaba and we, mm-hmm. I wanted to do some stuff like that so coming up with those three outfits and of course the, the, the groom's outfit that was tough it took some time for them to figure it out but she made it seem like she was an expert and she's pretty much I turned it into an Indian Oh, great. So, I mean, I think it's really phenomenal when when any movie is able to impart upon its audience a sense of just even one small aspect of of the culture uh, that represents the movie, but even cooler to not only do that for your audience, but for the people actually involved in the movie and the crew themselves. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like, both, I mean, just practically, but also emotionally conveying that in real time to your crew and imparting that that uh, kind of cultural understanding and, and walking through that process with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time prepping the movie, so we definitely had, like, a lot of... The, the script was sent out to everyone, and I started giving them, like, cultural touchstones. I said, look, I want you guys to bring your experience and try to use that into this culture because... I want. I didn't want to like just hire the whole Indian crew because mm-hmm. I was like that could bring something authentic, but it could also this could be bringing something interesting. I definitely wanted to make an Indian American horror movie, not an in pure just Indian horror movie. So I thought bringing a multinational crew mm-hmm. from. I mean, in LA is filled with you know it's a melting pot. So 
bringing that the, the the experience of all these guys who've already and guys and girls who've already done so much like work with me and just in general I felt it was very interesting and and they they loved it they honestly dug in they did their own research yeah. and they figured cool. it out and I felt I felt like that was a good mix of the Indian and the American side of things being brought together love hearing that that decision you were so mindful about it and that it was motivated for for the sake of the story oh totally yeah because it was Indian American so I was like let's be yeah. let's be particular about it so we have to wrap it up now sure. it's been so wonderful chatting with you Ramon Unfortunately for us, this film screamed, screened, screamed and screened, screamed hopefully, and screamed. last night at 10 p.m. But you can still catch it on BitPix, which you definitely should be doing. Great to meet you. Thank you so much for Pleasure being having here. You. Thank you. Henry. Thanks, everyone, Thank for you, joining Jack. us. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Enjoyed Holly Shorts. See you soon. Bye. This has been another special episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are here live at the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival through August 20th. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are here at the festival, come up to the VIP lounge and say hi. We also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to our sponsors, which we have so many to help us put this together. And that is Apogee Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Technology for the awesome Wi-Fi hookup. As a special gift to our CFA listeners, um, we have partnered with a company called We Make Movies, you may be familiar with them, to offer discounted production services, including access to comprehensive production insurance and workers' comp for your next shoot. Visit wemakemovies.org slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your next intake form for 10% off your quote. We are making filmmaking more accessible. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time on the Cinematography Fractors podcast. Thanks all. Bye. Bye.